Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals and reviews of the latest gear and equipment and much more. Hey, when you're hunting, how does it differ where you shoot than when you're shooting 3D targets? They are different. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that and see how they differ. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm your host today on Archer Talk 101. And we, as I talked about the intro, is we're going to be talking about how your shot placement will differ when you're hunting than when you're out uh, shooting 3Ds. Uh, so to start with, let's just go ahead and kind of give a little difference on, on, on different ways you're going to shoot. Now you have your, your regular target, you know, whether you're shooting uh, a five spot, a three spot, a one spot uh, field. Uh, you're, you're pretty much going to be on the level shooting level and, and you're going to put your pin where you want it to go and go from there. Uh, now, when you go to 3D shoots, now you don't know the distance. They could be different distances. On the regular targets, you're generally going to know the distance. Now, some 3Ds do have marked yardages, uh, but uh, the ones I generally went to, they're um, unknown yardages, which is kind of what I like because I want to learn to judge yardage a little bit better and, and pick the, the pin. Now, when you look at the 3D target, you have your, uh, your body, which is, you know, a five-point spot, and then you have a ring for your eight and a ring for your 10, and some of them will put uh, uh, 12 rings in there, uh, where they're, they're either a low one or they're really high, uh, different places for them. Uh, now, you're shooting at the face of the target, so let's say, just go with the deer uh, target. Uh, that's most what we're going to talk about is shooting deer targets. Uh, you know, because I know a lot of us, that's the main thing we're going to hunt for is, is going to be deer, uh, whether it be whitetail, uh, uh, you know, muley deers, you know, the blacktails, sika uh, deers, you know, they're all, they're all basically the, the internal structure is uh, basically the same thing. There may be slightly differences, but I don't think there really is. So now when you're shooting at a 3D target, you're shooting at the exterior surface. Uh, the scoring rings are there. The scoring rings aren't inside. They're not on the back side. They're on the front side. So you're shooting for that spot. Now, when we go out hunting, now there's multiple ways to do it. If you're shooting from the ground, uh, then you have uh, a more of a, a flat uh, trajectory to them. So you can kind of pick where it's at and you're shooting through. So let's just say you're shooting for a heart shot. Uh, some of us don't go for heart shots. We go for lung shots, stuff like that. But let's just go for a heart shot. Now, a heart shot, where is the heart located on the deer? In the center, not in the outside edge. So you want to think of where it is in the center of the deer, in the middle, not on the extra outside surface. Now, if you're on a ground level, uh, then you're you're pretty much going to aim where the heart is located and you don't have to worry about it. You're going to go, go through that, that heart shot. Uh, now, if you have um, a little bit different angle, let's say you're shooting up in a tree. Now that heart is in the middle. So where do you aim to go through that heart? Well, it depends on how high you are, how far the deer is away. So depending on your angle, you may have to, instead of shoot with a heart, shoot halfway up or further up, depending on the angle that you're shooting at. Because you want to go, let's say you're going for the heart shot, you're going to go through the heart. Now, the higher the angle, the more you're going to have a lower exit. 
uh, a low exit on a deer, you don't have as good a blood trail because all the internal organs are going to basically plug up uh, the hole until it fills, the blood fills up enough to start coming out the entrance hole. So you're going to be a time when you're not going to have a lot of blood coming out. Uh, now you get a little bit higher and a little bit higher, and, and now you've got a complete bottom exit. So as you're going for those little bit different shots, uh, you want to look at where's your arrow going to exit. That's probably, I think, a more important uh, place to look at is where is the arrow going to exit? Is it going to exit on the bottom of the deer or is it going to exit out on the far side? Um, that's probably a bit more important, I think, is, is look for the exit point. Don't worry about where it goes in. Think of where it's going to exit out of the deer. Uh, now, if you go on a, a really high lung coming in, maybe you got a little bit low lung coming out, um, or, or maybe depending on your angle, you might be going through the heart coming out. Well, the, the higher up, the closer it is to you, the more that angle is, and the harder it is to really judge exactly where you want to shoot. Um, and then, of course, you want to stay back off of the shoulder blade, you know, because that shoulder blade isn't too far above where the heart is. So now if it's quartering away, now you have a, a different angle. The quartering towards you, it's a little bit different angle. So that's the, kind of the challenge when you go out sitting in your tree stand, uh, whether it be a, a hang on, a ladder stand, a climbing, um, uh, climbing uh, stand, or one of the new uh, saddles um, that a lot of people are starting to use now. Um, I don't use one. I haven't tried one yet. It might be cool to shoot out of one. I don't know. Um, that's one of the things I haven't tried yet. But I normally use either ladder stand or hang on stand. I, I prefer to be up in the air. Uh, it does give me a lot more visibility uh, of where they're coming in, a little bit more angles. Um, nice thing about a blind though is you're on the ground. It's a little bit warmer in the wintertime, you know, here in, in Nebraska. For those watching the video, I have my Nebraska hat on. Um, I just that's what I wanted to wear today. Uh, so that's what you want to look at. Where is it at? And courting away shots. Now you might have to go back further and go through, catch part of the liver and the lung going through uh, the deer going that way. Um, kind of my preferred shot is the liver and the lungs rather than going for the heart shot because the, the liver bleeds quite a bit and then fills up the lungs and then they, they collapse and go down fairly quick. Uh, the heart shots are nice, but I've seen deer with heart shots that have run a long ways. Uh, so it's, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, hopefully you go in, don't catch any bones and uh, that arrow just goes whizzing right through and they just kind of look around. It's like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. But that, that's, I wanted to kind of talk about, uh, you know, shot placement because it does vary, uh, quite a bit based on where, where you're at and how far you're up in the tree and, and how far the deer is away. Um, and then your shot distance, um, you know, what do you shoot it for? You know, that's the, that's the thing that gets a lot of uh, archers, whether you're going to a 3D shoot. A lot of those are not on a single uh, plane. You know, they're, they're up and down angles. Uh, a lot of them will put those in and sometimes close shots, sometimes far shots, you know, all kinds of different distances and, and ranges and that's the thing you want to look at and I want to kind of go over uh, well I've got a little chance here go over 
how to determine how far that deer is away from your, where you're at. Now, one thing you want to do is get used to judging yardages on the ground. Uh, there are several methods of, of doing that where you can go through and uh, just as you're walking around outside someplace and say, okay, I think that is 20 yards and step it off. Now, to figure out what your distance is, go, go to known yardage. You know, you use a tape measure or something, measure out 20 yards, you know, there's 60 feet. You, you got that measured out. So, you know, between this point and this point, that is your 20 yards. Now, start stepping it off and count every other foot. Now, I normally start walking with my left foot first. And so every time my right foot hits the ground, I count. And I know I've stepped it off many, many times, and I know 11 and a half steps is 20 yards. So now I know the distance. I can step off 20 yards. So what you want to do is... Uh, judge that yardage, get where you can judge that 20 yards, and then look at 10 yards, look at 30 yards, look 40 yards, you know, whatever the distance is that you, uh, um, you know, you think you're going to be shooting at, and then go through and get where you can get that familiar with it, step it off. Uh, if you have a place where you have a tree, and you can step off the distance, step off, you know, like into a field, you, you want to make sure that you know how far that is. Now, where the problem comes in, is you're, you're in your tree stand, whether it be a ladder stand or a hang on stand or whatever it is, or you're just on the top of a hill and the trail is at the bottom of the hill. So how do you judge the yardage to know where to place the shot? Now, I like to take and judge my yardage, look at a tree that's on the trail and follow it up till it's the same height as me. So I'm level, so I'm looking straight, straight across and I judge the yardage to that tree at the same eye level that I'm at, not below, not above, judge it, judge it to that spot. And now then I follow that tree down where it hits the ground. And I know that that spot on that tree on the ground is that 20 yards, 30 yards, whatever I judged it to. Let's say I judged it to, to be 20 yards. And now I know that trail is 20 yards. Now when that deer comes walking down that trail, I'm going to use my 20 yard pin on it no matter how big or small that is. And, and that's where you get messed up sometimes because you look at that and says, no, that it's gotta be further. Don't second guess yourself because you judge that to be 20 yards because that is how far it is. And what you need to realize is that gravity works on the arrow, how far it travels horizontally, not how far it travels vertically. So, if you're shooting out 20 yards, if it has to drop 50 yards, it's still a 20 yard shot. Um, and there's angle compensation. You know, I've got a, um, what is it? It's a, a Vortex a Ranger uh, uh, rangefinder. And what you can do is as you're taking a picture or taking your range finding, as you're tilting down, there's a little thing in here that tells what angle you're tilting that at. And it knows that, that angle what it ranged at to, the actual distance is actually less than what the straight line distance, because your, your range finders shoot out a little beam, uh, an infrared beam off a, off a surface and comes back and it knows how long it takes for that trip to go. That's how your radar guns work as well. But uh, so it knows how far that is, but now it knows that angle, it does the calculations and says, okay, this is really 20 yards, not the 40 that it looks like it is. So 
you want to get used to judging that. And um, yeah, I hunted for many, many years before I got my first rangefinder. Uh, I have yet to use a rangefinder when I'm out uh, archery hunting. Uh, I did use it here a couple of years ago uh, when I was rifle hunting because when it's coming out, I wanted to make sure I set up you know, a couple hundred yards away from it. And uh, I checked it to say, yep, okay, I'm good. Uh, so uh, you, you can use them for multiple things. Uh, you, you just want to look at the distance and make sure you have the distance right. Then you're going to know how to make that shot because you're going to look at that that deer and say, okay, this is a 20 yard shot. We're just going to assume everything is 20 yards. Just make it easier uh, to figure out what's what's going on. So you got this 20 yard shot, no matter what the deer looks like, you're taking this 20 yard shot. Now you still want to look for the exit hole. Where do you want that exit to be? You don't want to look at the entrance hole. That doesn't matter as much as where it's going to exit. Um, you know, if you're if you're exiting down at the bottom of the deer, in the middle, you've got a real high shot, and that can be a problem. Uh, blood trailing uh, for a while. Sometimes you can get out and not have hardly any blood trail at all um, for a while until it does fill up. I've had some of those before where you, you shoot and there's no blood trail for uh, a few feet, few yards, uh, and then sometimes you have you know massive blood trail. Um, I had one time I I shot and you know, I, I I didn't see any blood trail for a while. And I probably, you know, 10 yards, you know, here is the blood trail. And I've had other times where blood trail immediately, you know, it just all depends on where that arrow is exiting and where you, where they're bleeding uh, out of, you know, whether it be a, a, a hole that is not plugged up by the internals, um, then it's going to bleed a lot quicker. So I just want to go through and do a little quick. Uh, information on shot placement because it is deer season now and I know a lot of us are out there and it's something to think about is where do you want that exit hole to be think about that as you're making your shots uh, as well as picking your pick your spot and we've all done that forget to aim and just pull back and aim this way now you're aiming you're aiming for the entrance but you think about where is that actually going to exit and, and that's that's kind of where where I'm at, I just want to get some of that out before you know we get going too far. If you have any questions, if you have any any other um, responses, uh, if you have a little bit different method of doing it, you know, make sure you leave a comment. Um, you know, I, I try to look at all the comments to see what's going on, and you know, if you have a better way of doing it, you know, what? I'd like to hear it. Um, I'm always open to suggestions on other things to to think about, but that's just kind of what's what's going on. Now, just remember, there's multiple ways to uh, listen to this podcast. You can listen to it on uh, Spotify and like Apple Podcasts. And there's there's a couple other places that host podcasts. You can get those out there. Uh, as well as you can go out to Audible and get, uh, you can listen to it. You can get it from there. Uh, there's no cost for it on Audible. It's a, a free podcast. Uh, so you can listen to that. Uh, as well as you can go out to my YouTube channel, which is called Learn to Fix It Yourself. And you can uh, watch the videos. You know, the, some of those they get the video. We actually get to see what's going on when we do interviews. It'll be uh, myself and whoever we're interviewing, whether it be one, two, three, four people. Um, however many's on there, you'll get to watch them. And the probably the best way to watch the video is go ahead and join the Arch Talk One Hundred and One Facebook group. Uh, there you get to see it live right now. 
they have access to the video now, right now as we're recording it. And they can actually write comments um, and then we can read them. So that's one thing that uh, uh, advantage to be in that group, as well as there's archery instructors in there. Um, I've been an archery instructor since 1995. Uh, and then there's also Botex in there. Um, there's new Botex, old, old Botex. I, I started working on bows uh, professionally in 2001 uh, after I um, got my uh, got an archery store. It was also fishing and other things. It was, you know, sporting goods store. And I went down and spent a week down in Tucson, Arizona at the PSC plant uh, when I become a PSC dealer. And I've been working on bows ever since. Um, making strings, working on bows, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, some of these new bows, a little bit more difficult for me to work on because I don't have a bow press for them. Uh, might have pressed the old bows, uh, but not too much on the newer ones because they're a little too short and a little bit different design. Uh, but you don't know, get that information or post information. There's no advertising uh, in the group. Uh, so uh, other than, you know, archery events, you know, that you're, you're free to post an archery event. So just go ahead and join that group. And, and get your questions answered, uh, or you can ask, you know, post a question or comment, and, and I'll, I'll take a look at it. And if I can help you, I'd be glad to help you. So once again, my name is Roy Canterbury. I've been hosting Arch Talk 101, and we'll see you on the next one.